John chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. Um, so in this passage, uh, Jesus is speaking to his 11 disciples. Uh, in the previous verses, uh, Jesus predicted Judas's betrayal, and then Judas left. So we start in verse 31 of John 13. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to our visitors who are here, and, of course, happy Mother's Day, just to echo what has already been said. So this morning, uh, we are going to continue in our next quarterly sermon series titled Becoming Like Jesus, and as you can see from the title here, we are to love like Jesus, that's the lesson we're looking at this morning. And this series that we're looking at, Becoming Like Jesus, covers the months of April, May, and June. And then we're going to change over to another series called Overcoming. So how to overcome anger, how to overcome certain things. So that's what we're going to be doing starting in July. In our lesson this morning, we want to look at the love of Jesus and what that looked like. How are we supposed to mimic, how are we supposed to copy the love of Jesus if we don't know what that looks like? And that's what we need to find out. That's what we need to look at. We can't love like him if we don't know what that looks like. So in the passage of scripture, we just heard it a moment ago in the reading. Um, Jesus said, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. As I have loved you. Well, how did he love us? And that's what we're going to look at. Clearly, there should be examples of his love in the chapters before this one. Chapter 13 all the way up to what we're looking at now. There should be examples. There should be something in those chapters that we can see that shows us how Jesus loved us. So first of all, we look at John chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. We're not going to go through the verses, but we're just going to have a kind of a recap of things that have already, been, that have already happened before chapter 13, where we heard the reading. In John chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, we read about Jesus turning water into wine. But what we learn is Jesus did an act of kindness out of love. So there's one example of how Jesus loved. He showed kindness. And this was the first miracle Jesus did at Cana in Galilee. Then in John chapter 4, verses 1 to 42, that whole section, Jesus talked to and spent time with the woman at the well. You might remember the Samaritan woman. And he meets her and he talks with her. But it doesn't just end there. He goes to the nearby town and he talks with all the people and he spends time with them. He was there for two days. And so Jesus showed love by spending time with people. People that were hated by those who were supposed to be God's people. The Jews hated the Samaritans. So Jesus loved the unloved. Jesus loved the unloved. It's another way that Jesus showed how he loved us. John chapter 4 Verses 43 to 54, and then we read also in John 5, 1 to 15, and John 9, 1 to 12. These are three examples where Jesus heals people. He healed an official son, an invalid, and a man born blind. And so Jesus went around and had compassion for the sick. It's another way that we show the love of, of Christ. 
is we have compassion for the sick, for the downtrodden, for those who need our help. John chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. In that account, we read about Jesus feeding the 5,000. So Jesus loved and cared for people. He fed them. He cared. He made sure that people were well fed and taken care of. John chapter 7, verses 14 to 24. Jesus taught at the Feast of Tabernacles. So how did Jesus show his love? He showed his love by teaching God's word to others. It's another way that we love the way that Jesus loved. John chapter 8, verses 1 to 11. Jesus forgave the woman caught in adultery. So how do we show the love of Jesus? We, we be forgiving people the way that Jesus was. Jesus showed love by forgiving people. John chapter 11, verses 38 to 44. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Well, obviously no one has the power to do that today, right? We don't have the power to raise people from the dead. That power only lies with God. We know that. But Jesus showed love for his friends. It's another way that we show the love of Christ. We show love for our friends. He showed love for his friends Martha and Mary, and especially Lazarus, by raising him from the dead. And then finally, John 13, 1 to 17, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. This was an example of love and service to others. So how did he love? He served others. There's lots of examples of how Jesus loved us. And then we're told, as we saw in the reading, that we're to love others. We're to love others the same way that Jesus loved us. So to sum up, Jesus showed love by doing acts of kindness, by loving the unloved, by having compassion for the sick, by caring for people, by teaching God's word to others, by forgiving people, by being truly concerned about his friends, and by serving others. That's quite a list. And we didn't really go through everything very thoroughly, all these chapters leading up to John, to John chapter 13 where we heard the reading. But let's look at one more way in which Jesus showed us love and also look at the command that we've been given to love one another. So we're going to look at John chapter 15 where that's our text, a very small text for this morning. John 15 verses 12 to 15. And let's start by reading verse 12. By reading verse 12 of John chapter 15. And this is what it says. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. This very same thing that we heard in the reading a while ago. As part of our obedience to God, Jesus commands us, commands us to love one another. And he told his disciples, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And he said the same thing in verse 17. This is my command, love each other. It's not something that we, we can negotiate with God about. It's something we're supposed to do. This command is not for those who are in the world who don't know God. This is for his people, us, those of us who are here this morning, expressly commanded to us to love one another. And we need to do it. According to the Greek in verse 12, verse 12 would have been better understood if it said, this is my commandment, that you keep on loving one another or continue to love one another as I have loved you. It's a command to continue to do what you're supposed to do, to love one another, to keep on doing it, to not stop. It's not something we only do for a while and, okay, I don't have to do anymore. It's a continuing action. We have to do it. What Jesus wanted to get across to his disciples was that they should love each other in the same way and continue to love as Jesus had loved them. And that command is for us as well. 
By this time, Jesus had set enough examples for them to follow and to understand how they ought to love one another. They understood what he said. They got it. There's no way that they could mistake it. So take a look now at verses 13 to 15 now. Verses 13 to 15. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. So Jesus was now in the last 24 hours before his death on the cross. And he's spending time with his disciples, intimate time with his disciples, trying to prepare them for his death and what's going to come afterwards. Because it doesn't just end when he dies. He's trying to help them to understand, you're going to carry my message after I'm gone. You're going to be my witnesses throughout Jerusalem and everywhere. And he's trying to get them ready. And he tells them about the greatest act of love anyone could do, die for his friends. That's another way that we love like Jesus, that we're willing to do that. We're willing to die for our friends. He was making two things clear, that they should have such love for one another that they would be willing to lay down their lives for each other. And secondly, Jesus loved them so much that he was about to do the very thing he was teaching them. He was going to lay down his life for them and for all who Jesus knew would obey his gospel. So he's preparing them. Think about it. They don't know what's going to happen. Jesus knows what's going to happen. He knows he's about to go die on the cross. And he's getting them ready. But he's teaching them at the same time. Imagine how true this would have rang in the ears of, of the apostles after he's gone. And after they see him resurrected. The words that he said. When we talk about the love of God, we tend to quote John 3.16 a lot, don't we? So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We always quote that verse. Well, I want you to notice something. 1 John 3.16. John 3.16, 1 John 3.16. Notice what it says. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Think about that verse. And think about it, this is after Jesus had died and gone on to heaven. And this is the Apostle John that is saying this, which means that they understood the message that Jesus was trying to get through to them. They understood that we ought to lay down our lives for one another. The Apostles got it. It was clear to them. There's no mistaking it. So what we see is another example of how Jesus showed his love for us. He sacrificed himself for us. That's the greatest example of love you could ever have. And now we see how Jesus loved And we can see how we are to love like Jesus. Our Lord made it a commandment. But here's a question, and I want to pose this question to you. We, We say all this. We talk about the love of Christ. But let me ask you this. When are we actually first exposed or introduced to love? When are we actually first exposed or introduced to love? Mothers have been given such a wonderful role of being the first ones to expose us and introduce us to love. It's from our mothers, from the time they're holding us as a baby. That's when we're first introduced and exposed to love. They follow the examples of Christ very well without realizing that they do it. And I want to show you. Look at what we saw a while ago, and I want to show you some examples of this. We're not going to look at all the whole list that we saw a while ago of what it looks like to love the way Jesus loved. But we're going to look at three points from that list. First one, by having compassion for the sick. Mothers have compassion for us when we are sick. 
How many of you remember when you get sick and your mom brings you some nice warm soup, brings some crackers and stuff? Mothers, mothers exemplify this. They take care of us when we're sick. They understand that commandment to love the way that Jesus loved. They get it. It's in them without them realizing that it is. Second point, by teaching God's word to others. Mothers do this. Mothers are the first to expose us to the word of God. They teach us. They teach us the word of God as children. Take a look, if you will, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. And notice what it says. And remember, think about who's the one that's saying this. This is Solomon, King Solomon. Chapter 1, verse 8. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. So he wasn't the only one that was doing the teaching. It was also the mothers. The mothers teach us at a young age. In Proverbs chapter 31, verse 1. When we read about the noble woman, the noble, the wife of noble character, before that, we have the sayings of King Lemuel. And notice what it says. The sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. An oracle his mother taught him. Not an oracle that some other man taught him, but his own mother taught him. And then finally, I want us to look at the very last example. And I think most of us know this one very well. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. And Paul, talking about Timothy, he says, I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. His grandmother and his mother are the ones that shared that faith with him. That's where he learned it. If we think we're only taught by men, we're wrong. I remember when I was young, I can remember being taught about David and Goliath, Daniel in the lion's den, and all these wonderful, great stories, true accounts in Scripture from mothers, mothers who were teachers, teaching Bible classes. They teach us at a young age. We're first introduced by, to love by our mothers. We're first introduced to the Word of God by mothers. And then finally, the third point, they show the love of Christ by serving others. Our mothers have not only served us by making many sacrifices for us, but they, can also, they also can be found serving others in many ways. How many of you had mothers that sacrificed a lot and did whatever they could to try to get you through university, try to, try to get you into college? Even if they stayed at home and they kept the house clean and they did all the work, they did what they could in order to lift you up and help you be better than what you really are. Let me throw this out here. When we have fellowship meals, how many mothers can you find in the kitchen? If you think about all the different women that serve in the kitchen, how many of them are mothers? It's just natural for them to want to serve others. It's natural for them to have the love of Jesus for others. It's what they do. When we think of Proverbs chapter 31 and the wife of noble character, I'd like us to notice something in that chapter. In chapter 31, if you want to go into that chapter... And notice something, what it says about the wife of noble character in verse 28. Notice what it says here. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And he praises her. Mothers are to be honored and respected. 
They are the first to show us love, and they are the ones who lay the foundation for us to go on to maturity by teaching us the Word of God at a young age. We learn it from them, we get older, and then we join into these classes. The first time, as I said, I ever heard the story of David and Goliath, Daniel and Den, and many others was from a woman, a mother who taught me these things. None of us would be here without mothers. God has given a special task, a special role to women to bear children and to help us to be godly people. God had a special plan for them. They're very important to him, and they should be important to us as well. They are called blessed in Scripture, and we should treat them as special in the sight of God. We should. But while we need to respect our mothers, we need to remember one thing. God deserves all the praise and glory. Mothers are blessed, but let's not forget who is the one that made mothers. God. God is the one who deserves all the respect, all the praise, all the glory, all the time. The Lord Almighty showed his wisdom in in the way that he gave us a special role to play in his church. And women have a very, very, very special role to play in the church. And he also gave us responsibilities. He gave us duties. And one of those duties is to share the story of Jesus to the world. It starts with mothers. Mothers start at a very young age to teach us the story about Jesus But that's the duty and responsibility of all of us, to share the story of Jesus, what he did for us, that sacrifice, the greatest love that he's ever showed us, the sacrifice, him dying on the cross. And we need to share that story with others. We need to share that good news. And so I end on this note, that Jesus has shown us what love looks like. And we need to exemplify that. We need to show that same love to others. And it is a command. We see the list that we had a while ago of the way that we can love others. We're expected to do those things. Serve others. Care for others. Care for your friends, etc., etc. The list goes on and on. We're expected to do that. It's a commandment. It starts with women. Women are the first to show us these things. But we are to do these things. And we're to share the greatest story ever of Jesus dying on the cross. If you're here today and you've not heard this good news about how you can have a relationship with God... And look forward to heaven after this life. It doesn't just end in this life. Life continues on in the next. Come forward and hear the good news as we stand and sing our invitation song together.